Y la chona se mueve Y la gente le grita No es mejor que la chona Para la quebradita I mean, how do you listen to this and not want to dance? Dude, you're lucky we didn't have the, the video going, buddy. I, I appreciate you playing Volca, but that's not German. <laughs> that's, that's been a long-time joke of mine. You realize that it does sound like Polka. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like... It's just... The language is all that's different. Better. <laughs> better. Hey, this guy can sing, man. This guy's pretty good. Got a I, little uh, more sass to it. Yeah, a little sass, and he just fantastic. So there's some backstory to this song. Uh, 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 uh. So last season, and he's still on the K-State baseball team. Nico Rodriguez, pitcher out of the bullpen. Last year, he would warm up to this when he came out. And it got the most crowd reaction. Like the first time around, like people start feeling it. Second time around, people were clapping. <laughs> I was like, "That's this is awesome. Like this is some really positive energy." Yes. And now this season, what is really added to the positive energy is the Ric Flair woo that are requested to be added to the sound effects board. Nice. A couple of seasons ago, and now it's kind of like a ninth inning thing, or the whole crowd's just woos without it. Wow. And it's awesome. But Nico would come out to this last year. This year, he doesn't have it anymore. And I was really upset uh, to hear that. Bad choice. Now it's like some Eminem song. Yeah. And nah. it has a completely different tone to it. Yeah. I'll tell you what. There was a... The World Baseball Classic was in Mexico City a few years back. I mean, that was like 10 years ago. Um, but they... it's. <laughs> There was a mariachi band that just showed up to the stadium and started playing for people. And so in between pitches, you hear them just like banging one out. And it was amazing. I love, I love, love, love Mexican music. It's just so fun. And like you said, it's either super sad or it's like really upbeat and fun and I light. I love mariachi music. Yes. And if I ever get married, I'm, ha- I'm going to have a mariachi band there. Oh, God. That would be amazing. Like, not for, like, the actual dance, but, like, reception stuff. For everything. Like, just jamming around. Mm-hmm. And- the one guy with the giant guitar. I love that guy. I had an uncle. Uh, I had a... He's still my uncle. <laughs> still around. Uh, shout out to Uncle Greg. He he got married in, like, 99, 2000, and he had a mariachi band oh, there. Oh, man, that's awesome. I was like, this is cool. That's- I was like, even at 9 or 10 years old, I thought this was awesome. Yeah, it's rad. And then you're like, how much did it cost? He's like, oh, $9,000. <laughs> <laughs> I had to fly everybody in. It was a very expensive. Had a margarita machine there. I was like, oh. that's." <laughs> it's funny. As a kid, those are the two things I remember, the mariachi <laughs> band and the, uh, the margarita machine. <laughs> Uh, welcome into hour two of the game. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Mitch Fortner, Trey Coverdale, David G, and Sage Williams representing Hutchinson, Kansas today. That's right. Used to do some ring announcing down in Hutch for a few shows. A mm-hmm. few shows. South Hutch? Ever get down uh, it, it was like downtown. Downtown Hutch. It was an old department store that we just kind of converted into a small wrestling arena for a night. Mm. We actually did multiple shows there. It was uh, pretty close to the arena. Mm-hmm. Down there where Ric Flair used to wrestle. He did a few shows in Hutch. Wow. Uh, we didn't have the people to put on that kind of show. <laughs> As in people that would show up. Yeah, yeah. We had yeah. a couple hundred. Wow. We didn't have 2,000. That's not bad. That's not bad. Well, that's why they have them in small venues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it seems like a lot of people there for a small crowd. Yeah, you bring it, you're like really counting. You're like, oh, there's 100. Well, I, I tell you what. 
not too long ago. I don't know if you've ever heard of the wrestler James Storm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he uh, he was actually in Hulk Hogan's last match. Whoa. And uh, he was like the big headliner for the show up in Fairbury or Fairbury. And uh, it was it was taking place in like some foray shed. And uh, it's like it was big enough where like maybe a farmer could, you know, he could put a semi in there. Oh, oh, wow. So it was that that tall, that wide, you know what I mean? That long. But, uh, you know, we had there was also a hometown kid that wrestled there. So that helped sell some tickets. But like at the most, this place could probably hold 400. And I mean, we legit did. <laughs> Three to four hundred because of uh, this crowd and that showed up for this hometown kid and James Storm, just former world champion, just happens to be in Fairbury, Nebraska. Oh man, for this show, it, it's it's weird sometimes. For the love of the game, baby. Those crowds are very random. Which, by the way, James Storm will be in uh, Harrington, Kansas, coming up on the twentieth. I can't do that show unfortunately, but he will be there. Wow, he's got, uh, th- that guy's going to be in... He'll be in Harrington, Kansas. Wow. He's done multiple shows in Harrington. I believe this is his fourth. Hmm, Harrington. I didn't know that, like, the capital of Midwest wrestling. People show up for those shows, too. Yeah, yeah. The first one we did was, like, 300. Wow. Which doesn't seem like the biggest crowd, I get that, but it is a pretty solid crowd, and a loud crowd, too. They were drinking and stuff, having a good time. Listen, sell beer. you draw 300 people to anything, you're doing a pretty good... Uh, nowadays... Like I said, I mean, like we talk about all the time, it's hard to get people out of the house because the, the, your home is the best seat in the, the whole place. You know what I mean? So just even to get out and see wrestling that's not like WWE, it's pretty good. 300 people is pretty good. Uh, we we used to do some shows as well in Mount Hope, and we don't do it anymore because we – I probably shouldn't get into this. Oh, boy. Here but, we you go. Know, it was around election time, 2016, uh-huh. and we had a few – Hispanic wrestlers that would come in, luchas would wrestle, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and even though they were good guys, they were not getting a good guy response. Oh, um, all right. Hour Gross. two of the game. I did want to talk about Antoine Davis, even though you know K State head coach, new one, Jerome Tang, Naquan Tomlin is now officially a Wildcat. He signed his financial aid agreement, and he is now a Cat, transferring in from the JUCO ranks. Now, this morning. It was a one-word text, not text, but tweet, that got the attention of a whole bunch of folks. And it was from Antoine Davis, and he has simply said, Monday. So it was reported by Derek Young and K-State Online, I'm sure others did as well, but that's where I first saw it, that the word was getting out there, he was going to commit this week, maybe as early as yesterday. Well, he didn't. After this tweet is sent out that just said Monday, it was then reported by John Rothstein that he is going to commit on Monday, and it's still up to the five schools. It's returning to Detroit Mercy, uh, K-State, BYU, Maryland, Georgetown. But then, if you look closer, you'll notice there's two letters capitalized Mm. in Monday. And that's where it got interesting. It got into the discussion, is this a cryptic tweet the two letters that were capitalized the m and the d no that is the state abbreviation for maryland so that raises the question is he messing with us and detective mitch says yes because he probably heard that segment yeah and he knew i figured it out i I figured it all out Mm -hmm. i figured out what's going on just kind of pacing himself to the commitment to K-State. Yeah. But you know what? You know, maybe this does feel like 
pouring bleach on the crime scene in a way. Ooh. Ladies, trying to, and, ladies and gentlemen, we have a version of a cue drop. That's right. Trying to get the <laughs> sniffing dog into another direction. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Kill the scent. You know what's funny? Antoine, Detective Mitch has one of those things, those lights that shows if you oh pour bleach on it. We know. <laughs> we already know. And you know he heard your segment. But I told D.Y., I was like, dude, I was like, if you look at... His text, and I know that's basically where we're getting all our information and just trying to figure this out. Mm. What's cryptic? What's not? What is he doing to us? Is that you know when he when he would tweet out after his visits what he thought about it? He definitely praised Maryland and K State more than the other three or other two, I should say. Didn't visit Detroit, obviously. That's still an option on the table to return to Detroit Mercy, which I do respect him for that. Keep that school in your mind after four years, even though he was by far, <laughs> by far and away. The star player, yeah, he's still in their hearts, and it's mm-hmm. still a possibility for him to return home. And I know DY is high on that as well. It's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he did have some really nice things to say for Maryland. He shared his pictures he took in a Maryland uniform while he's on the trip to Georgetown, which, by the way, I mean, Maryland and Georgetown are really close to each other, both in the, well, Georgetown's D.C., right? Uh-huh. And uh, in Maryland is just outside in College Park, Maryland, outside of D.C. Um, is he messing with us? You know what? Maybe. But you know what? If I was in his place and I knew my power and I was his age, I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah. I would have as much fun as I could with this, because especially with the K-State fans, because K-State fans have been the best at responding to everything he tweets out. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's sports-related, if it's just retweeting a Call of Duty logo, you're seeing, and I, I love doing this, cats, 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 BYU, cats, 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 BYU. Mm-hmm. There are a few BYU fans out there trying to get in those uh, Twitter comments as well. They're not as good at it. Oh. The, the, the fan recruiting is poor. Horrible. Compared to what K-State does. Yeah. And so. Well, they don't have the internet in Provo. They don't. Uh, <laughs> that's I awful. I know. That was uh, bad. Yeah. Know. Sometimes, though, you got to wonder. I haven't been there. To verify if they have it or not, so it's very restricted on what you can. You can barely get on Facebook in Provo, Oof. and they're like the firewall is very thick. Can I? Can I please tweet at Antoine Davis now? Get out of there! Put that T down. I'll have to tell you guys the story of trying to get a beer in Orem. Oh no! One of these days. Oh boy. Or where is that in, com- in compared to Provo? It's uh, right uh, butted up against almost. Oh, really? Where, mm-hmm. what, what school's there? Utah Valley. Hmm. Oh, man. Trying to get a beer there. First of all, you got to find a bar. <laughs> Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Which, which immediately turned it into a running gag. So, yeah. <laughs> what year was this? This would have been 07, 08, something like that. All right, so okay, here's what we're gonna do because I do want I want to hear this story. I've never this, been this, either. I've, this can be marked off for so whenever. But. I have been well. It's on, in a way, it's on topic. Uh, you know, we are in. I mean, BYU is still a contender as well. Uh, but you know what? I, I feel I want to get into the recruiting process as well because Maryland, you know, Maryland has been a pretty good program for a while. I say pretty good. You know, they won a national championship in the early 2000s. They've been a winning program for a while. Mm -hmm. But I I, want to make a point clear about where Maryland is at right now compared to K-State. Why K-State is better. And um, we'll get to that and Troy's story up next on the game.
All right, as we come back to the game, Troy Coverdale is going to tell us a story about how when he tried to get a beer in a land where the word of prohibition ending got up there a little late. Well, let's 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 start first of all with one of the key points, and that is that Utah remains a liquor by the drink state, and those of certain ages here in the state of Kansas will remember those days. Wow! Because it was county by county uh, as I grew up. Liquor by the drink, uh, Jackson County was one of them. Uh, that limited your ability. You had to have the card for the club to be able to do liquor by the drink. Uh, and so Utah is limiting in that way. So a hotel bar, for example, you've got to get a membership card. Huh. Really? A so, membership card? I a membership card. I am mm-hmm. a member of the Ramada Inn So club. if you have a membership to this closed society, are you allowed to smoke in there? Um, No. No. I thought that was it's a, a fair it's a, question. It's a good idea. Yeah, a I, horrible I, club. I, I see where you're going with that. I understand perfectly. So, but that's just for liquor. Beer, um, our good old friend three two, yeah, is available. However, at establishments, sure. restaurants are allowed to serve. And so, we were in town for uh, in in Orem to take on Utah Valley, and uh, getting the year right would have been 2005. Because it was still in the point where the, both schools were in the midst of the transition to Division One, uh, Utah Valley went Division One from being a JUCO. They had to go through seven years of transition for the NCAA to let them in. By the way, damn. Um, and so this was at the point that UNC was in the in the middle of the transition, and the assistant coaches liked to go out every Friday night after practice after shoot around or after practice, I guess, yeah, on on those nights and find a place to enjoy some beverages and among other entertainment venues. Um, and so in Orem, well, you weren't finding the other venues. And honestly, they had a tough time coming up with a place that they could go just to sit down and have a drink. Eventually made their way into an Applebee's and they were limited to two beers because the Applebee's went to close at 10 o'clock. Oh, my God. The Applebee's here at 10 <laughs> o'clock is time to turn up, baby. Right. Half price apps just getting started. Uh-huh. Let's rip. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, it, 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 it wasn't, uh, it wasn't very highly regarded. App, app, when your choices are having a beer at Applebee's or not having a beer at all. Oh, you got to go, man. But <laughs> but it closes at 10, so chug them. So my thing is, do they have liquor stores in, in Utah? Can you buy a bottle of, like, booze? Yes, you can. State-run mm. liquor stores. So it comes with a pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, it made me that feel bad. That is an interesting concept in and of itself. When yeah. you realize, uh, you know, the legislature has a very fine line to have to walk. Yeah. In Utah, when you start talking, dealing with the Mormon religion and then those who are not. Um, Salt Lake City is a very interesting city when yeah. it comes to the politics right. of it. Yeah, yeah, it's People that aren't Mormon are like, hey, man. <laughs> that, would, that would be it. And, and, and so for all of the culture war stuff that can be discussed at any level... If you decide, if you get into paying attention to Salt Lake City 
culture war stuff, you'll understand uh, just how Salt Lake City can be a very interesting one to pay attention to because you have on the one side highly religious Mormon community, and on the other side you have folks that, well, are trying to live in a city where they feel like that there is an outside, outsized religious uh, influence while they're trying to do such things as, you know, normal, uh, normal, say, young adults want to do, sure. including I get bars, restaurants, yeah. tattoos, I'm, you know. I'm going to shut down this conversation for now. We could put a pit in it. Thank you. But for timing-wise, I do want to move on. Yeah. Because I want to talk about what has turned into what has become Maryland versus Kansas State. Oh, God. Remember that one time K-State Maryland played basketball back in 2016? Yeah. And Melo Trimble had that layup to go ahead against the Wildcats by one point with six seconds to go at the Barkley Center in Brooklyn, New York. Mm -hmm. I do remember that. Still kind of breaks my heart because that was a tough one. That was a tough one. (sighs) Speaking of. And we had to see Turgeon win again. Yeah. Yeah, well, Mark Turgeon is no longer the head coach at Maryland. He is gone after 11 years, and Kevin Willard, who was the head coach at Seton Hall, is now the head coach of Maryland. He was there for 12 years Mm -hmm. at Seton Hall. Mm -hmm. Wow. But now he got his big break. He's going to the Big Ten, and he's coaching Maryland. Now, he inherited a much better situation, I would say, than I would say Jerome Tang. (laughs) Jerome Tang is replacing just about the whole roster. Meanwhile, Willard... Now, I will say this. Turgeon's last year, they were like 15 and 17, so just barely below 500. But that was Maryland's first losing season since like 93. Wow. So they've had a pretty good run of winning basketball. And you had Turgeon actually duck out on the season exceptionally early, and Danny Manning took over. I think they were at 4 and 4 at the time, which. I didn't know it was that early. Yeah, it was that early in the season. It was exceptionally early in the season. Uh, and, And you're scratching your head trying to figure out why at that point and uh, everything kind of got quiet real quick it about it about did. that change it did. it did so willard when it comes of course there were seniors that moved on and graduated but when it comes to players jumping in the transfer portal nothing like what k-state faced three maryland players just three wow with a coaching change entered the portal and we're talking two guys that average like two points a game and another one that averaged seven points a game. So it's not the toughest to replace. Now, Maryland just two days ago picked up a huge get, Jameer Young. Jameer Young has two years of eligibility remaining. He's coming from Charlotte in this past year, all-conference USA first team, and he averaged 20 points, six rebounds, and four assists a game. They got a marquee player, a guy that can become the face of the Maryland Terrapins, not only for his game, but guys, he's from 20 miles away from College Park, Maryland. He is just about a hometown kid. Wow. Now, when I talk to Antoine Davis and I talk to him through the microphone here and say, hey, buddy, so here's what you can do in a year's time. There's a reason why there, there maybe multiple reasons why you're in the portal, but the, the biggest reason is because you spent four years at Detroit Mercy. You've played for a team that you're by far the star of and has still struggled despite what you've done with 24 points a game. You have an opportunity as the 22nd leading scorer in men's basketball history to build a legacy in one season. He could be the absolute real deal, a, te- a, a player that fans never forget. 
just by playing one season. That is hard to do if you're not a one-and-done, off-to-the-NBA type of player like Michael Beasley. The thing is, if he goes to Maryland, he takes a back seat to Jameer Young. Mm. It doesn't matter who scores the most points. It's usually the hometown kid that gets the most fan favor. Mm -hmm. Go back to 2019. Who scored the most points? Barry Brown. But who was the who was the guy? Dean, Dean Wade. Wade. Mm-hmm. He's the Kansas kid. St. John, Kansas. Go back to 2011. Was Jacob Pullen the big guy? No, it was Alex Podoshock. He's from Clyde, <laughs> Kansas. I mean, did Pullen get that kind of reaction that Alex would get when he came into the game? I don't think so. Okay, the place right. went nuts. Went crazy for when the When Alex Podoshock yeah. came in, the kid from Clyde, Kansas. He was like 6'10". I played ba- pickup basketball with him one time. He blocked my shot. He blocked it right back into my face. I had a black eye from it. Oh, my God. Hey, Podoshock, call us up. We want to talk to you, pal. We want to get back. At you. I think you understand what I'm saying. It's clear. And this is why K-State, I think, is so obsessed with them. Because K-State is obviously in the conversation and has a great chance of landing Antoine Davis. But in years' time, he is going to be a part, if he does pick K-State, of Jerome Tang's first team. This is a very transitional and a very important time for K-State men's basketball. Because if you ask me, I mean, it's not so much the first year. It's we know the the, the direction this program's going to go in year two and three. But he is the key piece, if he comes to K-State, transitioning from year one to years two and three by what he's able to do. And in my opinion, this is K-State's best shot of replacing Nigel Pack. Yes. Now, you're not going to replace his three-point shooting percentage. That is virtually, I wouldn't say impossible, just very hard to do. Not many people can go out there and shoot 44% from three-point range for an entire season. Like I said, Nigel Pack was on pace to break K-State's three-point shooting records and scoring records with, like, 25 to 30 games to spare. Like crazy. A crazy pace he was on to just tear it up with the three-point shooting. But he can do more than just shoot the three ball. I mean, he can score inside, of course, and Nigel could as well, but he's also a better defender Mm -hmm. than Nigel Pack. He turns over the ball more, but this is a big opportunity. And if K-State can get him... K-State fans already love him. He's not even here yet. Mm-hmm. And K-State fans have done a great job of doing the recruiting himself. And I themselves. And I know Antoine Davis has noticed that. And that's why I thought he was just kind of messing with us a little bit. You know, keep it questionable any way you can. It makes it more eventful when Monday does roll around and who's he going to go with? You know, every K-State fan's going to have that question in their mind. It's all that capital M and that capital D. Ugh. He's also, I, I, I like that he's kind of gone radio silent. Since his last visit, keeps it quiet. Maryland, uh, Monday comes around, and he leaves K State fans sitting for a weekend <laughs> on pins and needles, just counting down the minutes until he makes his decision on Monday. Antoine Davis, you gotta love that attention. I know I would, but you have a much better opportunity to create a one-year legacy in Manhattan than in College Park, Maryland. No doubt about it in my mind. Meanwhile, everybody, take a deep breath. Go watch K-State baseball this weekend. You're good. (laughs) Thank you, Troy. (laughs) Oh, well, meanwhile, it's against Kansas, and these two teams are jockeying for the eighth-place spot Mm -hmm. in the Big 12 standing Um, so they could go to Oklahoma State. There's much better places to expend your nervous energy, take out that anxiety this weekend, See, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah, that might have been anxiety people did, or K-State fans didn't know existed. <laughs> until, 
until it was just brought up. Yes. Because <laughs> oh KU are fighting for that eighth place spot. Valid. With, Valid. I would say, well, oh. also, I mean, K-State also has a shot to pass West Virginia, and uh, K-State still has to go to Morgantown to play a series. That's where they wrap up the season, the yes. regular season. And we can't lose to KU in this kind of fashion with this kind of stuff swirling around. It's like going to an Applebee's and finding out they close at 10 p.m. And, right. and they only, and, and, and they, and they only <laughs> serve 3-2 beer. Yeah, that's uh, that's not amore. Okay? That's not a, that's not bad. Okay, guys? You guys ready to get to a number one song? Yes! That's up next. It's Sajay's favorite band, Coldplay. Coldplay is nobody's favorite band. (laughs) You would be shot. I would hope to agree with you. At least I hope to uh, believe what you're saying. Viva La Vida. One week at number one. Sorry, I died for five seconds. What? (laughs) 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 Living La Vida Loca? Ricky Martin. Oh, this guy again. Yeah, British band. British band. They formed in London in 1996. Longer around... Yeah, I really wish longer. they wouldn't have. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, so, DG, you might be uh, surprised to hear this. They sold over a million... Re- oh, a uh, uh, hundred million records worldwide. Damn. They're the British band that's nowhere near as fun as Oasis. Uh, yes. No drinking and no Wait, smoking. I was going to say, when it comes to dramatic <laughs> Drinking issues, and smoking and fighting. Coldplay is a little quiet. <laughs> I like my British rockers uh, to stink of cigarettes and be like, you know, into like drugs and sweaty, too. They ca- should have called themselves Down Low instead of Coldplay. Wow. Keep it on the Down Low. Keep it on the Down Low. Anyway, they are... One of the most successful bands out of the 21st century. Why? Yeah. And according to Fuse, you remember Fuse, that channel that was yeah. like a diet MTV, yeah. diet VH1? Uh, but they are more friendly to rock music, like hard rock, heavy metal. Uh, they said that Coldplay, when it comes to music awards, is the sixth most awarded band of all time. Wow. Wow. Man. Also, speaking of sixth... They have the sixth highest grossing tour of all time. In 2016-17, they made $523 million. Now, I do want to share a video that I saw on YouTube about that tour. When they played MetLife Stadium, they invited... So they played... um, Oh, gosh. Uh, Now I'm blanking on this song. Back to the Future at uh, the dance... Oh yeah, Earth Angel. Yeah, Earth, there is Earth. Hey, An- it just had to come to me. Earth. Earth they they opened up with Earth Angel. They just started playing, and then all of a sudden, ladies and gentlemen, Michael J. Fox. They and then they Michael. got into and he's like terrible. But do you understand what they're doing? Yes. Like yes. It's, they're pretending like it's Back to the Future. Oh my god! And uh, his parents haven't his kissed hands, yet. Yes, hands. And he can't play the guitar. Oh, his hands disappear in the picture. And oh. then all of a sudden, he gets into Johnny Be Good. 
and it, I was like, okay, that is awesome. Like, I wish I was, I wish I was there to see it. Don't be mad at your son for burning the carpet or whatever. God, that was a good movie. Oh, Marty, what a nice name. What a nice name. Don't be a square, Calvin. Like, did they not realize this kid they met in the 55 looks exactly like their son? No, his name was Calvin Klein. If I, if I was Mr. McFly, (laughs) I would have looked at her and be like, what happened here? I love that his grandpa called him a knucklehead or whatever. <laughs> he's like, he's an idiot. Man, Coldplay is hard to deny. It's, it's hard to say. It's hard to poo-poo their stats, right? They're strong yeah. stats. But for me, it's like Roger Federer. He won 100 billion games, and I don't give a crap. I don't right. care. <laughs> it ain't my bag, baby. You know what I mean? Like, now, if John McEnroe had won, oh, oh yeah, see, there yeah. you go. Yeah, if we get Timmy Chang in there, wait, what was the guy's name? No, if it was no Rafa, I'd be cool with. If it was anybody else, it, but it's to me, like I said, it's like Roger Federer. I don't care. This is from their fourth studio album, "Viva La Vida" or "Death and All His Friends." Weird. That's a lame. Album name, by the way, nine studio albums, 16 top 40 hits, first of two number ones. So frontman Chris Martin, bland name, he told Rolling Stone that he christened this song and the album Viva La Vida, meaning long live life. After he saw the phrase on a painting by Mexican artist Frida Kahlo, I'm not sure how you say the last name, but the first name's Mm -hmm. Frida. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a movie called Frida. I don't remember who played. Who was the main? Salma Hayek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Very good. I've never seen it. Uh, and then bassist Guy Berryman, uh, he explained to Key Magazine that the song is about uh, Calvaries, missionaries, and kings. It's a story about a king who's lost his kingdom, and all the album's artwork is based on ideas of revolutionaries and guerrillas. Yeah, that's great, man, but that, that doesn't make no sense to me, buddy. And Michael Chang was the guy I wanted. I always wanted him to be really good at tennis, but he wasn't. He couldn't beat Pete Sampras. Anyway, uh, screw Coldplay. My, this song is about kings and queens and the reformation of the... No, it isn't. It's about an apple or something. It's about a bird that flew. This is a terrible interpretation of Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> yeah, it is. What is this? Gorillas and missionaries. Come on. Don't even mention the French. <laughs> Coldplay, terrible historians. Just horrible. I mean, what come else? on. I mean, for crying out loud, it's a guy who couldn't even keep Gwyneth Paltrow. That's true. Oh, they were together? Yeah, they well, were very married. <laughs> she heard this music. She went to a Coldplay concert and be like, I think I can do better. She was like, yeah, that, that was good. No, I mean. Who are we kidding? I mean, turn to the person next to her. You like this crap? Yeah, and they're like, yeah, I love it. Name name their daughter Apple. Ugh. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. But Gwyneth Paltrow seems like she's kind of doing the most too. You know what I mean? Like two people doing the most together just. Ugh. I uh, say you can, you can leave it. Go silence after this. Uh, no, play it ah! again. Forgot about the. Oh. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else about Coldplay? Um, they so they were the first British group to go number one in ten years. Oh, that's great. Uh, because Spice Girls went number one with Wannabe in February '97. 
if Spice Girls and Coldplay toured together, who would be the headliner? CP, probably. The headliner would be um, me with uh, earphones, <laughs> earplugs in. That would be the headliner. I'll, I'll, I'll rush through the rest of this year. I know I'm losing your guys' attention. You're both on your phones. You don't care. No, I'm, on the, I'm, I'm playing with this old football, oh. but I just, these guys stink. So this song was exclusively released on iTunes, and oh. they used it in their commercial mm-hmm. to be like, hey, come download music here and not on Frostwire. <laughs> Actually pay them. for it. Yeah, boo. Uh, Viva La Vida was nominated for Record of the Year and won Song of the Year and uh, won Coldplay Best Pop Performance by a duo group at the 09 Grammys. And uh, Rolling Stone Magazine listed this on the 100 Greatest Songs of 2008 at number nine. Mm. That's about as good as it gets when it comes to rankings. Is that what we're? Is that our legacy? To th- when when kids go when Sophia goes, Daddy, 2008 music. What do you got? And I'll go, well, Coldplay was in the middle of their uh, Patriots-esque run as the greatest band in the world. And she's going to go, that's that sucks. This British group pandering to America. Horrible. Um, By the the way, you want another bland note on Chris Brown? Chris Martin? Chris Martin. Chris Martin. (laughs) Sorry, Chris Brown was in my head. Birthday today for him. Uh, Chris Martin, he's dating Dakota Johnson. By the way, shout out to Chris Brown, SID of K-State Baseball. Oh, not that Chris Brown on the birthday list. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pussycat Dolls, When I Grow Up, came out in 2008. So there you go. That could be your Uh, answer. When I grow up. Shout out to- I want to be a baller. I want to be shot collar. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Shout out to uh, Not Coldplay. God dang it! They Shout got- out to uh, was it Johnny Depp that opened uh, that owned the Viper Room? He did. Yes. Yeah, and that's where the Pussycat Dolls started. That's right, the Viper Room. That's right. And then everybody was like, "Great, thanks a lot." It's all coming full circle. <laughs> Coldplay to Pussycat Dolls to Johnny Depp. Now, how can we connect Johnny Depp to Coldplay? Is there any chance it was Coldplay like, "Hey, we need a guitarist. Can he come in?" He's like, "No, I can somewhat play, and I'm famous." Um, Coldplay. Okay, I got it. Coldplay had was the guy was married to Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay, she was in a little movie called Oh I Don't Know um, Iron Man mm-hmm. with Robert Downey Jr., who was in a movie called uh, Baby Doll with Johnny Depp. We're going to play Six Degrees of Johnny Depp, aren't we? <laughs> We're turning it into six degrees of Johnny Depp. We did turn it, but I don't think that last part's real. But there's a there's okay, a dis- Sage is go on. ahead, Sasha. I have something. Apparently, Johnny Depp advised Gwyneth Paltrow to split up from Chris Martin. Oh my god! <laughs> no kidding. Sasha, that? they're the best same. friends. Oh my god! A- according to uh, Google, apparently Johnny Depp and Gwyneth Paltrow were in a movie called Mordecai. Oof. I've never heard of that movie in my life. In other words, your typical Johnny Depp fair. <laughs> or Gwyneth Paltrow, really. I mean, valid. Oof. Mordecai. It was one of those, you saw the trailer when you are a kid, and you're like, definitely not going to see that junk. All right, Sage, you want to just get us out when we need to get out? Let's go ahead and just roll on with some Ask Us Anything. Oh, we. You guys ready? Today's Ask a K-Rocker. What was a food that uh, you hated as a child and you love now? For me, I know all the jokes, all the Mexican jokes you want. I wasn't a fan of beans when I was a kid. Hated them. But now, 
pile them up, baby. I'm spaghetti. So spaghetti. I, I had one of those deals where I got sick and what came up was spaghetti. Oh, yeah. And that just... Oh, ruined it ruined it. me for with spaghetti for quite some time. Yes, but then as an adult, I grew up and uh, now I love it. Smash, love when, Italian food. When you're a young uh, adult and you're poor, spaghetti is like the savior of all saviors. Also, I'll put another one in there. Van- I didn't hate it, but I never ate. It. I didn't want it. Vanilla ice cream. Hmm. Vanilla ice cream I'm cool with, but I want like cho- Hershey's chocolate syrup to put on it. Nice. Smother it. Hmm. I'm not coming up with anything. You you liked most stuff as a kid. Were you a picky eater? Come on, oh, try no, back I'm, then. I'm you a, had like lard sandwiches. You know, remember, <laughs> re, remember, I'm the guy who cannot do vegetables for the most part. Oh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. Uh. What was your, because obviously you're a big Diet Coke guy, what was your soda as a kid? Um, Actually, I would do Coke or Pepsi, whichever I could get my hands on, uh, what was available, because I, I, I drank both, didn't have any real huge difference in that became a coke guy when i got to college and more so than than a pepsi guy and then made the switch over to diet coke when i realized that yeah the freshman 15 will come off easier this way (laughs) are are you like when you go to a restaurant you order a diet coke and the waitress is like we only have pepsi products i go to diet dr pepper at that point i thought you just leave (sighs) see ya nope see i know the workaround sage workarounds um i mean when i was in middle school i was like a little overweight for what you know you're supposed to be in middle school so i decided i wanted to lose weight and i ate a whole lot of grilled chicken like every day i would eat grilled chicken and then for a while i couldn't eat grilled chicken yep. anymore mm-hmm. now i'm okay because like i've learned the you know seasoning techniques oh, yeah. but yeah for a while i couldn't eat grilled Ooh. chicken way to be disciplined like that at that age know. man forget it for no oh, i'd have been like no i like hamburger um what is a genre of music you Absolutely can't stand. Bro country. Mm. That'd be the top of my list for sure. Country rap for me. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I, well, new metal has kind of worn out. Yeah. In my case. Mm-hmm. So Jay? I don't like screaming in music. I'm not a. Oh. I'm not a heavy metal person. So you wouldn't go see Big Steve in no, concert? No, exactly. That's oh what I <laughs> like. We've talked about music. He loves the screamos, and I'm just like, I can't. Oh and So no. when we have our talent show, do you want to go before or after Big Steve? Oh, you're going you after. Know, either way, either way he... is fine by me. <laughs> I want. I want her in the room with him when he's doing it, and I want to see her reaction. I'm looking forward to seeing the veins on his neck. Just- <laughs> uh, what's something that took you um, way too long to find out? Is there anything that you were like, I was today when I learned that. Um, I didn't know that you could, like, with those little like the cans that have the rip open, uh-huh. you're supposed to put a spoon in there and use the spoon as, like, the little arm to open Welcome. it up. Yes. Well, I didn't know the tab, um, uh, the tab on your can, like a can of Diet Coke or whatever, if you flip it down, it's supposed to hold your straw. What? Like the, the top hole is supposed to hold your straw. Unbelievable. I saw that. Also, another thing. So on iPhones, I don't know if you can do it on Androids, but like if you're sending a text and you want to like move the cursor, you just basically hold down the space button and you can move it anywhere you want. Oh, wow. I, that was, I learned that very late. I, I had an iPhone for years oh, by I the time I learned the, that. I didn't know the straw thing. Oh my God. Dude. Did you know that, Troy? Nope, just he blew switch- my mind. He's switching to cans. <laughs> Two cans. Sage? 
Mine are all just like little things. I have had pairs of headphones that I didn't know could come apart and I'd be like, oh wow, this is cool. Or like when I play video games, I'll discover something and I'm like, I should have known that so long ago, but I just didn't realize it. You you lose a lot because you skip through stuff. You know, you go, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever, whatever. When they're talking and training you, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that I do that. How much time do we have? About 30 seconds. All right, guys. I think today's been a really fun show. Yeah. I thought it could go in any direction. It could be a disaster. Yeah. Or it could be really great. I thought it would get I thought it was a good show. Yeah. But tomorrow we're going to be a little bit short because mm. baseball will start at 530 from Matt Walters. He'll be on the call. It'll be a local broadcast Saturday, K-State Sports Network from Learfield, 6 o'clock Friday. But we'll have an hour and a half show tomorrow for Sajay, DG number two, the Fort We're Out. Go Cats.